0: Welcome to the
1: Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Tuesday, May the 2nd, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and our old buddy joins us down from Florida, uh, Ray Bryce. It's been a long time. He's enjoying some uh, relaxation, some R&R. It was a long grind. You know those ECHL seasons with Kalamazoo, with any team, really? The the, the bus rides, the trips, the a lot of games in a condensed period of time throughout the season. It's a grind, believe me. He's earned the time off. He's earned the chance to fucking whoop it up. And he's down there in Florida doing just that. Ray, what's going on?
2: Not much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's nice to be in the sun here. I know back home they got like a foot of snow this this week so far already yesterday and today. So What, in Michigan?
1: Yeah. No, wow. yeah. So We don't even have yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, glad right. I'm out there. Um, <laughs> it's 87 and
2: sunny here, so I've got a little... Sun this morning, actually, starting to get fried a little bit. i got to stay I the could
1: side. use some sun. I'm white as a sheet, white as a fucking ghost. Asper the friendly ghost is Ian Cameron, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> look at this. I look awful on camera with this white, pasty-ass skin of mine. But it is what it is. I uh, can't do much about it. Um, I, well, I can do something about it because I'm working my fingers to the goddamn bone, September to April. I can't get outside as much as I'd like. But now the summer's here. Sports are going to calm down a little bit. Uh, we'll be able to get some sunshine and some rays and some vitamin fucking D and all that good shit. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Ray, uh, first of all, congratulations, man! Sportsmanship award with the uh, Kalamazoo Wings this uh, past season here, Mister Classy. Uh, we were just talking before the show. Were you expecting that at all? Was it something? Yeah, I thought I was going to get that, or was it just something out of the blue? It's like, wow! I actually, I, really
2: I won that. I won that same award my senior year. I don't know. If, you know, maybe I'm not as deserving as I think. I don't know, but. Yeah, I, was, well, I know, think I we know a little. That.
1: Array at times, I, yeah. I would concur. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but uh, I told my buddies it's an in-season award, not out-of-season. So um,
1: <laughs> that's true. But, yeah. yeah, I won that. Wanna, I won, won that award my sophomore s- from uh, now until like August or September. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be winning that thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: won. I won that award my senior year in college too, um, Michigan Tech. But uh, I guess uh, you know it's kind of a humbling award or whatever. But, like you know, think it's a little bit special that people think of it that way. So, um, yeah, I guess you could say it's – I was a little bit surprised, but, you know, I'll take it, I guess.
1: There you go. Exactly. That's, uh, that, that. You know what that tells me? Regardless of what – if you expected it or not, people think highly of you in the team your teammates think that of you and uh it's pretty cool still so congratulations uh ray with that uh just quickly on you know you felt you had a pretty good season this past year obviously you felt your your game was got got better uh this year is that the way you see it
2: yeah i I felt you know i thought i i grew in a lot of areas my points are actually like i had the same stat line as last year same amount of games played everything is kind of crazy how it worked out I, i don't know how common that is but uh uh, yeah, I felt like, you know, my play away from the puck and, you know, my my chances, you know, I, I thought my exit meeting went well with the coaching staff and, you know, they thought that I improved. I was up for the most improved award, too, when the players, three players up for that, um, you know, so I thought my game got better throughout the year and, and um, you know, just creating chances and, and you know, I, like I said, I, th- I thought my play away from the puck was a little bit better, too, and, and got better as the year went on. and. Um, you know, and, and play with the puck. I think that was probably the area improves, you know, just creating plays and chances and off the rush. So um, I thought the staff did a good job of, you know, development with myself over the year, and I'm thankful for that. And, um, yeah, looking, looking forward to next year, I guess. So just keep getting better and better every day is a, is a motto that we kind of had in college, and, you know, I think that's a – that's a good way to live.
1: So, And that's the way you do yeah. it. And especially in your case, you know, you're battling to, you know, stay in the position you're in. So it's all about, and if the coaches, you know, the coaches help me a lot in your area, help you a lot in your situation. But at the same time, if you continue to work at it, and refine things in your game. Uh, you're going to be able to continue to push forward and improve. So, you know that's always the goal. Uh, how about how about improving with your uh, 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 NHL Stanley Cup playoff bets? How's that going? How's the playoff yeah. going? Here's your chance to basically speak on about anything in the first round that either you liked or pissed you off or. whatever. Yeah, the only thing that really about.
2: kind of pissed me off, I thought the refing was kind of poor. Honestly, I didn't think I had yeah. the the refing like there was a lot of missed calls and calls that. You know, were made at untimely times during the games that you know I think they should have let go. And other than that, I feel like the playoffs they were really good. I, I thought that Florida-Boston series took on a life of its own, and uh, you get the best team in NHL history, points-wise and win-wise, and they kind of blow it. It's pretty disappointing for them. And I watched the Devils-Rangers last night. And what a series that's been, you know. I think me and you Ian, were even You're texting. Epidemic, like that.
1: You did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The the devils we were, we were saying like early on, they're screwed, you know, they're young, they're experienced, and good to see them find their game. And you know, those young guys are playing well. Um, what a hit by Truba, by the way, last night. Holy cow, get off the tracks, my friend. Oh,
1: that guy's coming through. One hit. Is, like dude, that. Jacob Truba gets the reputation that because it's Jacob Truba, everybody assumes every hit he lays is dirty. It's headhunting, it's predatory. And and if you actually look at that hit last night, and that's a good place to start bringing up the Devils, the uh, recap that game last night, um, you know, just uh, congrats to the New Jersey Devils. You know, it just, uh, whenever you think that they, this young team, you know, is going to fold the tent. And I thought that could not, that they were going to completely collapse last night, but I thought the Rangers experience would be the difference in game seven. And it wasn't, the Devils were the team with poise. The Devils were the team controlling the neutral zone as well. The Devils were the team getting to the inner slot area. i They flashed up a graphic during the game last night. I think it was in the second period. Do you know that it was eleven to one in inner slot shots in that yeah. hockey game? Yeah, it's I thought, I thought they like position. The Rangers didn't.
2: New York had a really hard time like sustaining pressure. Every time they dumped the puck, I thought New Jersey's D and fours did a good job of coming back together and. And getting out, you know, breaking out pretty easy. Like there was only three or four shifts that I can remember in that game where, um, you know, I thought that New York sustained pressure, but the Devils every time they would get, I thought they entered with possession. They always sustained pressure. Um, So I thought that series was really good. And um, Vegas and Winnipeg, it was an all right series. And obviously Winnipeg was dealing some injuries. And you know, if if you look at it the other way around, that's like missing Eichel and Stone and. Uh, some of those guys, their top players. It it it'd have been a different series the other way if they were missing those guys, right? Yeah. So uh, it's tough for Winnipeg. You know, it's it's tough when you have injuries like that. Obviously, Bonus didn't seem too happy. No, uh, he was with, not. No, with his, no. He's his be top bad, guys ever playing.
1: Yeah,
0: he'll be yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, So I thought that series was all right. LA and Edmonton. Um, I just Edmonton. Uh, it just seems like they have that will. You know, uh, I think they kind of the same thing last year going. Um, LA they LA lit up a, a good really...
1: defensive team. Do you know how fucking scary that is moving forward for Vegas right. or any team that plays Edmonton? LA is a good defensive hockey team, and they they right. were lit up by the Oilers.
2: Yeah, I thought I, I thought LA like did a good job, you know, in the first couple of games controlling David and and Seidel. and those guys weren't even really a huge factor in the way that they can be. They were still a big factor, but you know, in their potential. But, and I thought you know Edmonton was just the better team, honestly, and. Um, looking back, like LA, like you said, LA is a really good defensive team and it's going to be scary for whoever plays Edmonton, you know, in the next couple of rounds, if they make it, um, you know, um, a couple of other, oh, Minnesota and Dallas. Uh, that, was that, a, that, that was a, that was a good series. That made our guy
1: Alex B. Smith very happy, that series. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good series. I thought, uh, you know, it. Kind of expected Dallas to maybe run through a little bit, but um, I thought Minnesota put up a good fight. I just don't know if Minnesota's got that top end skill yet. Um, like Kaprizov, is their really only only stud? Boldy was you know, a maybe. Show
1: with a complete ghost right. that series, very disappointing for Matt Boldy. And someone said on Twitter too, Matt Boldy had one terrific month. Where he was on fire. What was it, March or April? I think it was March. March. That incredible month uh, of March. And really outside of that, regular season was up and down. And then the playoffs, he did jack shit. So he's a yeah. one month man. Yeah.
2: So uh, that the, in the West, I think that's everybody in the West, right? Yep. Um, I'm missing
1: somebody. I know you're thrilled uh, that the uh, Leafs uh, finally uh, broke the curse.
2: Yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> I actually don't mind. saying. He ain't gonna
1: I, going I to I just Leafs
2: don't like still much. I don't like the Leafs fans. Um yeah. it, I was watching it at the restaurant and I got a bunch of Leaf fans in Nashville screaming behind me running around. I'm like, "You guys just won the first round. You didn't win the cup. Shut up."
0: All right. <laughs>
2: you know, like, come on. I don't care if you You like, look, even look at Jersey. It wouldn't have been 9 years after they won last night. And they weren't jumping around like it looked like sheldon it won the cup he's jumping up and down do you see it how like,
1: high he got he should go in the high jump yeah. in the olympics with yeah. that fucking high jump of his like what come on that?
2: you guys it's the first round right i get there's a curse but and you, maybe they think this is their year but i like i really like john cooper and i like tampa but i think they just ran out of gas three years in a row going to finals It's a grind on your top guys and at the end of the day you know i that game could have gone either way again and games that way I think can happen. But I really didn't think Tampa was that far out of it. Um, you know, and uh, New York, New Jersey, we talked about that. Who else we got? Uh,
1: Devils or no, Car- Carolina, Carolina. Carolina yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think Carolina, Carolina is going to be scary too. Like the Islanders are a really defensive team. Um, you know, I thought they the Islanders give them a little bit of trouble, but be interesting to see how, you know the canes will do i didn't keep a close eye on that series honestly i just i think the islanders are so boring to watch yes but, uh, <laughs> yeah and then the last series who, who do we have over the last series is
1: uh to, to, to our guy goose who's a big leaf fan in the chat and he's uh saying you know we have a chance to celebrate and we're ass well, i i i'm going to give them this opportunity normally if you're jumping up and down that much when in the first round series i'm there's issues with that, getting that excited over it. But for them in 19 years, they hadn't won a series in high-definition television, okay? They hadn't won a series in the Twitter era. You know, the Twitter wasn't even around the last time they won a, a playoff series. So I am actually going to be, you know, not Mr. Nice Guy and say, if they want to go crazy and, and, and celebrate like that after beating Tampa Bay, good on them. I'll give them that, you know, because it had been that long. But if they do this shit every year after winning a first-round series, that's different. But it had been such a long yeah, time. That I that agree. Was, you know, I agree. Just have It's just
2: fun. like the it, win with class and lose with class, right? I think it's kind of like, I, I those fans behind you were just like screaming. I'm like, you got, you know, when you, know, you, know, you haven't won the cup, you don't won anything.
1: You I, know, if you get, I get it. No, I get know, it. But, yeah. I mean, for a first round reaction, that's, that's, that's a fucking huge reaction for just winning yeah. the first round. But if there's one franchise that's afforded that opportunity to get that excited over a first
0: round win, it's them. And I think I think call. too oh, I was gonna say sorry, just to interject quickly, I think too because of the fact that it wasn't such a clean win that they almost completely blew it that's probably more of the, of the reason why you know it seems yeah. a little bit excessive If they won that like, like I had them to win in five if they win that the, and, and I honestly believe they should have won that series in a, a a quicker fashion because that like you said Tampa Bay was just completely toasted uh but the least let them get get some life and momentum and I think that would have been Cause for that bigger celebration, but like you said, just getting that that you know off of their backs and not having to hear anybody you know talk about the the first round curse anymore, uh, that that's that's a big thing for Leafs fans. So it, it right. it's understandable on both ends, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, like you said, you shouldn't be celebrating like that if you in the second round. That yeah, that's yeah. that's for sure. You know, the next time you celebrate that that big is when you actually have the cup in your hands. So,
1: yeah, right. that's right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Second round, you know keep it in check you know you've now now that you finally got the first round monkey off your back now it's about winning the whole thing especially yeah. now when you're the betting favorite to win the stanley cup which the uh, toronto maple leafs now are at plus 350 uh right now to uh, win the uh, stanley cup toronto and edmonton man it's the top two favorites right now so uh an all canadian stanley cup final is certainly a potential. So uh we'll have to wait. Not Gary Bettman's era.
2: Not Gary Bettman's era. <laughs> that's the thing.
1: Somehow some way something will, you yeah. know, trip up maybe one of these teams here, you know, in the next two rounds possibly to uh, prevent that from uh, happening. But uh just to close the thought on the Rangers Devils, look, Rangers are going to have to make some changes I think in the off like it's just going to be difficult to keep this group together, especially the high-priced talent, the off-season acquisitions, what happens with Kane, Tarasenko, what happens with You know some of their other higher uh, level talent they've got remember they got to remind remember that they've still got some guys to pay with expiring contracts in the next year or two uh, as well so you know it's very disappointing you know the rangers loaded up that's exactly what they did at the trade deadline Uh, and to go out in the first round against a team that had a piddly amount of experience in the playoffs uh, as opposed to you and and, uh, plus you know you thought Igor and Igor Sisterkin's not to blame. This is not at all on him. He played a very good series. This is the guys in front of him just didn't get it done. And And I thought Kira Schmid was a stud. That guy was playing USHL two years ago. He's got one hell of a great glove hand. We're finding out. Man, he's just snaring out that glove and, you know, Panarin and Kane. I think he just reads the play so well. Like, you watch him, he he knows where.
2: And, like, not to say, like, Trocek had a good shot, but I think, like, zibanejad had a one-timer. I don't know if he got all of it. Not like, I didn't think the Rangers generate a lot of chances. Like you know, obviously, I thought yeah. he was good, made all the saves he should, but and stopped maybe one or two he shouldn't. But I, I don't know if like if they really tested him that well. Like we talked about inner shot slots, and
1: uh, you know, a lot of goals in the NHL come that's from hard. inside that Okay, that's hustle. That's heart. That's hustle. That's will. That's how bad do you want it? That's
0: and the an Rangers were turning
2: the
1: puck over yeah.
2: nonstop. Yeah. 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 And Kane was non-existent last night. Lafreniere non-existent the whole series. No like, points for They're tough. The yeah. disappointed. The top yep. guys were...
1: Yeah. But, no, I mean, I'd love to see New Jersey win a cup. I, I think, it, you know, all those young guys. That, you is know, that the team, of, like, that's got your heartstrings the most now, moving forward, uh, now that we're into the second round? Is that the team you'd be most excited about seeing win at all?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't really have a favor, honestly. I, I wouldn't mind i like McDavid, you know, I think like the comparables to him and Crosby, I think you can really start to compare him if he wins a cup. Um, you know, I think he's the best player in the world, but until you're a winner, you're you're really not, you're, you know, your individual stats are great, but yet you still have, it's a team game, right? So um, it'd be cool to see him win one. I, I think it, the way that he presents himself on and off the ice too, he does a good job. Um
1: he follows yeah. in the Ray Bryce mold of sportsmanship and being yeah. sports, you know? <laughs> I would say that. He yeah. <laughs> uh but I yeah, wish I mean, could be an ounce of him. Oh <laughs> <yeah. laughs> uh, well I'd keep on working at it. That's all I can say. Keep on working at it. But yeah, uh, but and then
2: yeah. uh Panthers in Boston.
1: Yep. Oh yeah, you haven't even said shit about that yet. You're right. Yeah, what you're, a, you're, yeah, a disappointing yeah. unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Monty first yeah. year as a coach. That's Best team ever in wins and points. Well, I don't want to hear and... shit
1: about best team ever or best season ever. Best and now regular it's season like ever. an even bigger joke mm. that they were compared to the Montreal Canadiens in the 70s. First of all, yeah, there's right. Hall of Famers left and right. That's number one. Number two is that that team actually won Stanley Cups. That team actually won playoff series and got the fucking job done in big time right. situations against good opponents. This team. My just... thought
2: is like Boston, I was telling my buddies, it's like, they never really have been tested, right? Like when you win like that, you don't have adversity. Florida, they had to grind their ass off to make the playoffs. They They're in playoff mode a month ago, right? Yep. Like they came ready to play. They, you know, they should have never won that that series. But I thought they did it. You know, they clawed their way back. And
1: Matthew Kachuk and Brandon Montour, MVPs of that series yeah. for Florida. They Absolutely. Were great, I
2: was telling you, like if Florida has a chance to win, Kachuk for the con smite yeah and then you know
1: if you really want to get nuts, Florida can beat Toronto, win the East, and get to the Stanley Cup yeah. final. I mean, Montour, I don't know if he's going to keep up that kind of clip, but my goodness, he might because he's having an unbelievable season. He's jumping up in the rush so often. His shot has gotten so much better, you know yeah. this year. I mean, he is he, I think he's actually outperformed Ekblad, and it's not like ekblad has been bad, but right. it's just that Montour has been
0: better. And Ray, you mentioned that about with contract for the con My, I actually saw somebody put like twenty-five bucks on a fifteen thousand plus fifteen thousand for him to win it before game right. seven. So like, wow. that's that's a hell of a grab, you know. If yeah. you, you know, taking a, a shot in the dark, and and you know that that's the thing about you know we talk about that more and more now as we get less teams heading toward the final. You know, sometimes your best bet isn't necessarily taking the team to win the conference or the cup. It's the, it's to take a player to win the con smites because chances are, for them to get to that point and win it. They're going to need player X or goalie X to, to right. come through.
2: Yeah. No, I think I've said that, like, whoever makes it out of the West, I think is going to win the cup because their path is easier than the East. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, the East is such a juggernaut. Like look at Boston, they're struggled. That was was Florida technically the eighth seed. Uh yeah. Florida was, was yeah, yeah. Yeah, New York yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like East. the eighth seed beats the one seed in the East. Like that's how good that conference was. And I don't but I don't know if the West is like that, you know. I and mean, maybe I'm wrong, but The I West
1: think. playoffs just got more intriguing to me after this first right. round with Boston. And this Tampa s- Bay out, s- yeah.
2: And Seattle.
1: Yeah. No. What a we didn't really talk about them either. Knock Deepest team though in the playoffs. Uh, we've They're, said that we've said that, Bray, in this series that they their third and fourth line. Look what look what they got from Yanni Gord and Morgan Geeky and Bjork right. and all these guys. They all, all messed was up a score. What in did the score Colorado other get from Malgan and O'Connor and Alex Newhook. What the hell happened to him? This guy has shown right. great glimpses of offensive firepower for Colorado. Did absolutely nothing. I didn't even think he got a fucking shot on goal or a chance or two. Right. Like that new hook. That was extremely disappointing from him.
0: Yeah, Colorado. the 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 analogy I used was that you know Colorado was just cooking their chicken with salt and pepper, and uh, Seattle had the whole pantry at their disposal seasoning. So yeah. that's pretty much the way I looked at it. You
2: know. Yeah, yeah and, and obviously Grubauer had something to to prove, right? It's his old team. He wanted to stick it to the man. Uh, so yeah. Deep. Yeah. yeah. So I Seattle's deep. I I wouldn't count them out either. That's they. I mean, they they may have a tough task here coming up, but.
1: Um, there's a very intriguing matchup in that series, which we'll get to in a second when we break down each series coming up. And, yeah. uh, and it's going to decide the series. And I'll get get—I'll save it for when we get to Dallas and Seattle. What we're yeah. going to do with the uh, series previews, uh, by the way, and I want to say uh, one more thing, too, about uh, uh, the Boston situation. And, uh, Ray, uh, if you want to hint on it, what do you think is going to happen with Bergeron? We kind of think it's – he, lo- he looked like someone that is leaning toward retirement with his emotional hugging with – Marchand and Krejci, uh, yeah. the two guys he's been with the longest on that Bruins team, and if, if if this is the way he goes out, it's a tough way to end. But an unbelievable career, an unbelievable captain, yeah, unbelievable well, leader,
2: Hall of Famer, no doubt. I, yeah.
1: oh, of course, yeah. I
2: would think that he retires just based on his injury. Like when you're that old, it's just it's tough, right? You're injured, you're like herniated disc. It's it's probably getting tough on him. You know, he what a warrior and a player though. Probably the best two-way forward of my generation, you know. That's not Crosby, um, you know. So I, what? A, but what a what a classy guy! What a what a true leader! Um, but I, I think he's done. You know, I just looking at his career, and you know, you make it you're that good, and that's probably your best chance. And it fails like that, it stings a little bit harder, and it's a little bit harder to to try it again, right?
1: Yeah. No doubt. Uh, and, uh, it's like I say, this would be a tough way for it to uh, end for Patrice Bergeron. If it does indeed mean this, uh, is the uh, end for him, no doubt. Um, but, uh, all right, it is time to move forward. That was a great recap. Uh, Ray hit every series there. Good stuff with, uh, Ray, uh, hitting on every first round. Uh, but let's get into we're, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the, just the overall series previews for the two series that start tomorrow. Uh, that's where we're going to begin right now. So we will start with the, uh, Uh, the New Jersey Devils and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That series will begin tomorrow night. Right now, we've got New Jersey around a minus 120 series favorite, despite, you know, in in this situation here against the uh, Hurricanes, despite not having home ice advantage. We've got the New Jersey Devils, a minus 120 favorite here uh, in this series against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Very interesting to see how this one is going to end up uh, playing out Um, But I will say this right now about the Devils. I mean, here's the thing about this series going into it. I think New Jersey's live. I do. I I, I think they're live in this series. I am disappointed that the odds makers are in lockstep with me in that belief because that's the issue here is I was thinking we're going to get plus money with New Jersey. At least I didn't expect Carolina to be an overwhelming favorite, but I did expect – I expected – that. honestly, I expected this to be the other way around. I expected Carolina minus one twenty, 120, minus one twenty five, New Jersey in that plus one hundred, plus one hundred five. But no, the roles are reversed uh, with New Jersey not having home ice advantage, so it's a value question for me. Do I want to pull the trigger pre-series with the New Jersey Devils? You know, minus, you know, one twenty, m- minus one twenty five. The Canes do have issues though. You know, they have some injuries up th- up front, Svechnikov and Vinan. Of course, patcheretti has been gone for a while. I haven't even acted like he's been part of the team. He's been out for that long. But uh, Tara Vinan and Patcheretti injuries are concerning. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, if you look, by the way, also at uh, you know the defense here, it was very good against the Islanders. But the Islanders weren't bringing much offense, much depth, much firepower to the party now, were they, uh, in that series against the Carolina Hurricanes? Oh, that's going to fucking change in a, in a split second here facing the Devils with the waves they can roll out, roll out roll out. with their forward group. I mean, who got the party started and who got the offense going for the New Jersey Devils last night? It was Michael McLeod, you know, a depth forward uh, for them. So this is a much difficult, diff, much more difficult, different challenge here for the Carolina Hurricanes defensively. They're a great defensive team. So maybe they're adept to handle it, led by Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea has had an outstanding year on the back end for Carolina, but they will be tested a lot more by New Jersey uh, in this series. And then I'm hearing Rod Brindamore saying, and this I don't like necessarily, uh, back and forth, both goalies could see starts uh, in this series for the Carolina Hurricanes. anti Ronta and Freddie Anderson. I'm not sure I love that, you know, especially when anti Ronta, you know, was playing well. They put Anderson in, of course, later in that series. And, uh, you know, how's that dynamic going to play out? Can someone get in a flow, get in a rhythm game to game? I understand the need to have two good goalies and sometimes you need two goalies, but if you're going to alternate, and it sounds like there's a potential at least that uh, Rod Brindamore might alternate Ronta and Anderson in this series. I'm not sure I love that idea uh, necessarily. Um, So the way I'm going to go about this is because I, 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 what I'm going to do is I'm going to not bet the series price. I can tell you right now that in game one and in game two, I will be on the Devils and the draw in a split in both games. And the way I, I see it is if I lose in game one, I'll probably come back with an even bigger Devils and draw split in game two, because I don't think they're losing both games in Carolina. Number one, they're too good on the road this year, the Devils. And number two, we saw what they did against the Rangers, right? Uh, on the road one two of the three road games at madison square garden in that series so that's my approach is devils draw split in game one and in game two you'll get uh, a decent price there uh, with both uh, and i will ho- and if by chance carolina wins game one coming up on wednesday night then i might jump in with the devils for a series price at an adjusted price which would be a better price at that point so that's my uh, approach i like the devils and it'll be a good series i think it'll be a great chess match series and everyone's talking too about and i including me about the carolina defense don't sleep on the devil's ability to defend look what they just did to the new york rangers who failed to score a single fucking goal in new jersey in the last two games of that series game five and a game seven the two games in new jersey they didn't score a goal and akira schmidt is playing with some extreme confidence right now uh, in net for the uh, devils so They're they're very much uh, capable of winning this series. It wouldn't shock me if they do. Um, And that's the way I'm going to approach it. Uh, I'll I'll jump in on Devils' series price if they lose game one, but I don't want to lay it at this number. Uh, Alex, what do you think there? Devils, Hurricanes.
0: I think this is going to be the most chaotic of the, the series remaining in the second round. And I know everybody's talking about the defense and Carolina's goaltending and the emergence of Kira Schmidt. This this series is going to be bananas. And I think we're going to be grabbing value early with the over five and a half, which I'm already seeing at plus 115 at Benham GM. I can't remember the last time I seen a plus 115 on an over five and a half. It has to be, what, at least six, seven, eight years ago almost? Because mm. we hardly see five and a halfs anyway. So uh everybody's assuming that this is just going to be a lockdown kind of classic playoff series i think it's going to be the opposite and i think it's because of the fact that you mentioned and mentioned the chat as well new jersey's transition game is unreal and the fact that they were able to at times outskate the rangers with all that speed that's troublesome for carolina with the injuries that they're suffering and, and the fact that they don't have that potent offense that they once did even earlier in the season let alone the last previous seasons uh carolina can't really hang in a boat race with new jersey uh and, and i think new jersey can play that style and take it to them and that's the way that you beat carolina and get that momentum especially starting the series on the road so i like over five and a half if carolina happens to win game one because like I I, that's when i'll jump in for new jersey in the series uh but i expect chaos i wouldn't be shocked if we see four goalies play in this series since carolina's already committed to going back and forth i wouldn't be shocked if we see a night where you know schmidt gets lit up and vanacek out the in. i think there's gonna be a lot of goals i'll be looking at overs uh in this series at the beginning and uh i think we'll see that momentum from new jersey kind of carry over and dictate the pace of the game one and not game two as well
1: yeah it's it's fascinating and i i really am interested here to see in this matchup devils and hurricanes too who on the third and the fourth line is going to step up offensively for carolina it's fine and dandy you didn't get much from them against the islanders because the islanders couldn't put the puck in the ocean for much of that series yep that's going to be the question mark and look the number one penalty kill in the playoffs so far belongs to carolina but that was an anemic uh, that was probably the worst power play that in the playoffs that they were matched up against in the new york islanders in that first round new jersey's going to throw a little bit more at them let's just put it that way as far as having the man advantage so remember there were instances this year where carolina's penalty kill slipped a little bit especially in the second half of the season so uh, it's not going to be a walk in the park for Carolina defensively or when they're shorthanded like it was against the New York Islanders. That's the major and,
0: takeaway for me. And the big thing, too, for, on, on the Carolina is that Rod Brendamore is a bright guy who can make you know decisions and changes on the fly in a game and in a series, unlike Gerald Gallant, who probably get left at LaGuardia the same way he's got left at a couple other airports when he got fired, uh, for not just changing up the style and, and being more creative offensively. So, you know, Schmidt's going to see – much better chances, I believe, from Carolina. You know, the shot, the, the shot quality, selection will definitely be improved from what we saw those last few games uh, from the New York Rangers. What I'm
1: shocked by about the Gallant point about failing to adjust is he finally, midway through Game Seven last night, put the kid line back together: uh, uh Kako, and uh, Lafreniere. It's like for more speed uh, on the ice, and I'm like, well, where the hell was that? Why are you doing this just now? You know, where the hell was this earlier in the series when it could have yeah. made a bigger difference? You're down already two, three goals in game seven, and here you are. Now you're doing that? Now you're making these changes? You know, it's just, yeah. It was, Sound, uh, sounds pretty like pretty another weird. coach
0: in the Eastern Conference who waited too late to make a change. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at you, Jim Montgomery. Uh, exactly. And by the way, the news came out yesterday. Allmark had a really bad, debilitating injury, said Kevin Weeks, and still ended Shocker. up starting right into game six in that series, which was just a uh, bad, bad job by Boston, but gauging that whole situation. Ray, what do you think here? I know you grew up a devil's fan. What do you think here? Devil's hurricanes.
2: Yeah, this is going to be a good series. I think it'll be a bit of a track meet like both teams transition. Well, um, you know, we talked about Carolina has got a couple injuries. Um, and, but they both can skate. I think like it's going to be wide open. I really like that over five and a half. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the, betters and they know the setters. They know more than me. But to me, it's just I. I feel like this series is gonna be wide open. and, and It could be a track meet. Um, but you never know. These game ones are always interesting. You know, I think I feel like game two is the easiest to bet on because you you get the series filled out or you're filling out your series or whatever. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think this could be the most fun series to watch. I think in the second round. Um, just do the firepower and I. You know, I think that. New Jersey is going to keep that same lineup that they had last night um, for game one here. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting. Um, overall, I, I'm really struggling to pick who's going to win this. I, I think it's going to go seven. But I don't know. It's tough because both teams played completely different opponents too, right? Like the devils did really good with the with Rangers team, veteran laden, high offensive power, you know, but I didn't think their stars shine for New York. Um and then you look at Carolina who played a super defensive team with no offensive firepower. Um so, so maybe New Jersey's happier that they're they're probably gonna see a more similar similar team than um Carolina did in the first round, but uh, I think this series could go either way. I, I was surprised to see the Devils without home ice at the minus. Um, like you had said Ian, uh yeah, but yeah, I, be, overall, but yeah, overall, I, I would think for me, my gut tells me Carolina, but it's up in the air. I I, I can't sit here and pick one or the other. thing. it's going to go seven, and watch. I'll probably be wrong, and somebody will
1: sweep out right for Rip. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, there, there's has been never been uh, the playoffs are always. You know, there's going to be moments where it's, it's you know, there's going to series that throw you for a loop, totally unpredictable. Uh, But this playoffs in particular so far, I mean, we've seen several instances of unpredictability already. Boston getting bounced by Florida, uh, Colorado getting bounced by Seattle. Uh, There there already have been some massive stunners uh, here in the uh, opening round, Tampa Bay even, because just, you know, Toronto had never won a series. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, some surprises. And this will be a good series. Great. Like I say, great chess match. Uh, between these two teams all right the other series that will begin tomorrow night with game one uh so we're just talking about the series as a, in general right now west semifinal Edmonton Oilers Vegas golden Knights this is the series I'm most excited about here in the second round honestly I think uh with Vegas is great four lines of depth and they're obviously they're 6d which is terrific. Um, this is going to be a good test for Edmonton, even though I think I still like Edmonton in this series here, Edmonton, uh, oddsmakers like Edmonton minus minus one fifty here series favorites. Again, we've got a team that does not have home ice advantage favored in this series. And I think some of that too, is the product of the road team dominance in the first round. I mean, road teams were just winning left and right in the first round. We saw, uh, you know, two of the three game sevens won by the road team uh, in the first round. So the road teams did well. I think when you look at this Oilers and Golden Knights series and the way it's going to shake out, uh, obviously, look, Leon Draisaitl man, took over the mantle as the top player in that first round for Edmonton over L.A. For as much as we all love Connor McDavid and what he can do, what Leon Draisaitl was able to do was absolutely phenomenal for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, just at both ends of the ice, The the, the goals being that one-timer that he's had, Uh, The points that he put up in that series, just extremely impressive. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, look, when they are on their game, you're not beating the Edmonton Oilers. And what I'm amazed by is at one point in that L.A. series, Ray and Alex, you know what their power play numbers were against L.A.? And L.A.'s a good defensive team, nine for fucking 15, 60 percent conversion rate on the power play. That's sick. That's unreal. That's unprecedented. That a power play is that good this is at least in my life i'm 38 in a few months you know in all my years 30 years now watching uh, uh hockey i don't know if i've seen a power play have a single season better than this one from the edmonton you Oregon. know
2: who makes that power play go around though i'm gonna shock you
1: ryan it's nugent right? hopkins oh right right rnh okay the nuge the uh there was a stat put
2: out when McDavid and saddle are on the ice for that power play. they score 7.7 goals per 60 minutes of power play time or wow. uh, the, the stat was per the hour H. yeah with with RNH on the ice they score 14 point something. Oh wow that Double. almost doubles that stat
1: yeah. doubles when RH is on the ice. Holy shit Ray came prepared for this show. look at that stat he's throwing out there. Uh, yeah, with, uh, that was. And, um, you know what's amazing about that stat? He actually had a quiet series against the LA Kings in the first right. round. Right, nugent Hopkins. You know, I think for a 100 point guy, I just expected probably a little bit more out of him in that, but they didn't need it because Connor and Leon are dominating. Evan Bouchard, quarterbacking that power play has been incredible. His point props rate—it's been some of the best profits for me these whole playoffs. Just yeah, off every single game for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, and I'll probably be doing that more in this series. Uh, So that's going to be, you know, and look, we're talking about a good Los Angeles Kings team that couldn't shut down that power play. And and if you look at Vegas, here's the concern guys, only 19th in the NHL with their penalty killing uh, during the season. And, you know, that's, that's, that's concerning. Okay. That really is. And uh, that's, I think going to be the difference in the series because it's easy for bruce cassidy who's a great coach who is i'm sure feeling a little bit better today you know knowing he's still in the playoffs and his boston his old team the boston bruins aren't uh, but if i'm bruce cassidy you know he's going to say the same shit that every fucking coach says to edmonton uh, when they play edmonton stay out of the pot box stay out of the penalty box don't take penalties you can't or else we're in big trouble but the problem is you can say that all you want till the cows come home stay out of the box but you are in a position where when you play that team and their speed and, and their, and Connor's, you know, incredible, you know, through the neutral zone speed and Leon dry side finding the open areas. When you think you've got them defensively contained that draws penalties. I don't care what you say. They are incredible at drawing penalties because they just move the puck so quickly. They outthink the defense, the defenders on the other team with their uh, IQ and their playmaking and their skill. And, and so, you know, you could say all you want, stay out of the box, but Easier said than done. I do think Vegas, though, like I said, with their forward depth, is going to give Edmonton a battle in this series. Like, I, we saw Edmonton win in six. It wouldn't shock me if this is six games again for Edmonton. Hell, it could even go seven, but I do like Edmonton to survive it and, and advance in this series. I think one thing to keep in mind, too, with Vegas is their forward depth when you look at it. like They've got guys like uh, Phil Kessel, Teddy Bluger. Paul Cotter was a good player for them. Pavel Dorofiev was a good player for them offensively in the second half of the season. You know what those guys are going to be doing in this series? Sitting their ass on the bench, riding the pine. They can't even get in the lineup for the Vegas Golden Knights, those guys. You know, uh, they got, because of all the depth they've got up front, especially with Stone and Eichel back now. So you've got Barbashev, Eichel, Marcheseau, Smith, a resurgent William Carlson, who has found his offensive stroke again here in the playoffs. Michael Amadio. Brett Howden, Chandler Stevenson, an incredible series, too, from Chandler Stevenson. Wow. Did he ever play well? Mark Stone, uh, Carrier, Nick Waugh, Colasar, a fourth line with some punch. You know, the, the six defensemen, like I said, White Cloud, Haig, Hutton, Theodore, Petrangelo, Martinez. It At, at the end of the day, that's, that's a really, really great group of 12 and 6, 12 forwards and 6D. Laurent Brossois is the thing that's going to – make or break it for vegas if he stands on his head which he was he was excellent in the winnipeg series but let's be honest winnipeg is not going to come after vegas like edmonton will what will laurent brossois have in his repertoire for an encore that's going to be the critical moment in this series uh and i think he'll play well but i don't think it'll be enough i like edmonton in six or seven what i'm going to do is i'm going to do an exact series result edmonton in six and edmonton in seven win one it's going to be a plus price same thing with just the overall number of games in the series props in 6 in 7 and i've done i did that a lot in the first round and it paid off well cuz we had a lot of series go at least 6 or 7 that's what i'm doing here 6 or 7 if one of them happens uh we're profitable alex what do you think here oilers
0: golden knights it's funny people would never believe that we don't share notes before the show like we, we truly don't, but I have the exact same thing as far as yep. series going six games, series going seven games. I'm splitting a unit between those two. I'm not even taking a side with Edmonton or Vegas. This is gonna be a great series. And I, I lean with Edmonton. Chances are I, I would probably if I look at anything, I would probably try to grab Vegas and Edmonton each to win game one with Edmonton winning the series. That's something you can get at Bet MGM. I saw that at, at Bet US. Uh I, I think there's a couple series where that's kind of a uh, you know, a decent look. I think this is one of so have basically both sides to win game one, leading to Edmonton to win the series. That's something I might dabble and play tomorrow. But as of right now, I grabbed series to go six uh, games at plus 200 and series to go seven games at plus 210. I just split a unit between those two. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the X factor, obviously, here is going to be the goaltending. Which goaltender can can hold up and outlast the other? I mean, you know, we talk about how well Skinner has played. But he's been logging a ton of minutes. And this is the time where... You know, any younger goalie or, or, you know, goalies, you know, having their first year as a, as a full-time starter, you wonder about the, the fatigue and, and the workload, you know, can it, you know, mount and, and, and bring a guy down? It, it has happened at times in the place in the playoffs. Uh, and it's something you just have to kind of be cognizant of. Same thing with uh, Vegas and Laurent Versoix, even more so, because it wasn't like he was the starter the entire year. He just kind of came back from an injury. What he missed basically the first half of the calendar year you know up until you know december january and he finally coming back still kind of battled with some injuries had some uh conditioning time in henderson and then came up and took the reins over when everybody else was hurt so uh you know maybe he's the fresher option of the two between him and skinner and that we have to see but but i also just trust skinner as a better goaltender overall so that's why i'm not really hot committed to either side i just think this is gonna be a long series and uh, definitely be back. It's definitely be a great in-game betting series. I think there'll be plenty of chances for next to score, especially when you talk about Edmonton on the, on the power play. And let me say this too, and I'll talk about it more tonight on the betcast. Now's the time where I kind of increase. My uh range of what I'll play live. So I have no problem laying 130, 140, even 150 on a next to score prop now, where in the regular season I'm always waiting for something a dollar fifteen or cheaper, dollar twenty or cheaper. I will I'll expand that range now, especially when you talk talking about a team like Edmonton on the power play. Ain't laying anything 150 or cheaper when they're on the power play is a bargain, the way that they're yes. catching right now. So so I'll definitely be you know altering my live wagering style in the last three rounds uh, as we get toward, you know, through the playoffs. I'm just looking to see how Vegas,
1: uh, Vegas again in the regular season was bottom half of the league penalty killing. I'm looking to see what it was in the uh, series against uh, Winnipeg. And I'm looking at it guys with Vegas's penalty kill against Winnipeg. Even in that series, they gave up. uh, They gave up a power play goal in every game they did. And that's Winnipeg doing that to them. That, that to me is what I can't, that's what I cannot Get I can't get over that hurdle to make a case for Vegas to win this series when I see that. They gave up a power play goal in every series against Winnipeg, and they're facing a power play that's, a, what, a, a thousand times better and more potent here. One of the great power plays of all time uh, in the Edmonton Oilers. So they better stay out of that box because I think Edmonton's probably going to light it up on the power play just like they did against the Kings. Kings are a great defensive team, and Edmonton's power play still did a tap dance over them in that series. Ray... This should be a good one. What do you think here, Edmonton Vegas?
2: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Alex here. I this and similar to New Jersey Carolina, I, I'm not a hundred percent sold that um, you know Edmonton's going to win outright, especially with that price. Um, I we're talking about Vegas and penalty kill. I don't think Vegas is that bad on the power play though either. Um, you know they, they've got depth, and I think with that home ice advantage, they'll do a good job of you know i think their bottom guys can play against mcdavid and um and maybe maybe they'll try and match some of those their top guys against uh, edmonton's bottom six who isn't as deep you know and, and maybe get those home ice advantage matchups and um you know i also think this series is going to come down to goaltending i i'm not sold that either of these are either of these guys are deeply experienced goalies i think and it's happened in the past with edmonton's goalies where they've They've kind of fallen fallen asleep in the playoffs. Um, you know, and every year you're oh Edmonton needs a goalie. Every Edmonton needs a goalie. So Hey, I mean, I'll say this
1: about Skinner, our guy, Stuart Skinner, is that he was still better than anything they got out of Mike Smith and Coskin in the last few years. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yep. That 100%. definitely. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I don't mind Vegas in the series, but I I do think Edmonton does have the edge. Yeah. Um, I, I think Vegas will take them deep, from the six or seven. I think that's a that's a good good bet um, to to put in. Um, overall, just Edmonton's firepower. We'll see though if Eichel can kind of come alive. And I, I don't think he was bad. I thought he was good in the last series. But if he can have a spectacular series and kind of match, you know, what Trey Seidel and McDavid are able to do, I think it, Vegas can can really put on a show here. Um, and they proved to the, that they can make it. Um, and they've got guys from all over that with experience: Martinez, yep. Um, you know, winners. That, yep. yeah. Yep. Mark Stone's been deep. Carlson's been deep with Vegas. Like those guys have, have, do have some playoff experience. So um, their goaltending is the only thing that scares me. I think Edmonton's going to win, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that either. So
1: great coaching matchup too, because I think both coaches are know what the hell they're doing. Uh, and Bruce yep. Cassidy is a great coach. Uh, I've, I've always believed in him as, as a head coach that he can get the job done. And it's, and, I, and I think the world of Jay Woodcroft. I mean, this guy is just hes a smart thinker. He's an intelligent man. He, he speaks very articulately. I mean, he's one of the better press conferences. He's following in the same trajectory as Paul Maurice in terms of quality of press conferences. He gives you so much info uh, and insight and opinion. And his, and his analogies are just out of this world. I mean, the one he had about McDavid saying, when you see it every day in practice, you know, it's kind of like living next to the foot of Mount Everest. You know, you just see it and you're not even in awe anymore because you see it every day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, it's a great series. It's the one I'm looking forward to the most. But we're also looking forward to the two series taking place tonight. And we will get to them. The series and game one will splice together our thoughts on both. For Florida, Toronto, Seattle, Dallas, uh, the two series that begin tonight coming up in just a moment. 168 live viewers, hit the like button. Back to talk about the two game series that begin tonight right after we hear from Gramco.
0: Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta-8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta-8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
1: All right, we are back here on the uh, ice, guys, and it is finally now time to get in to Game 1 and the series uh, for tonight. Uh, and we've got the Florida Panthers taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game 1 starts tonight. Uh, by the way, the series price is a little bit higher than the Game 1 price. I mean, we're up to minus 180 now in a lot of spots with the Leafs and the series price. The Game 1 price tonight, minus 170 for Toronto as home favorite. six and a half being the total in this game we kind of hinted at it yesterday, bad spot versus bad spot. Who do you trust more uh, here uh, tonight in this spot? Because you got Toronto off the first series win in 19 years for the franchise. We know how immense it was and significant it was for them to finally get that, that job done. Do they, can they wheel back around here and turn around quickly for a game one and a fresh opponent, brand new series and play their best? Uh, That's a question mark. And I think it's an even bigger question mark though, for Florida. Okay, because they just finished Sunday night with the Boston Bruins, the biggest upset you know in recent Stanley Cup playoff memory, uh, and now they have to turn around less than forty-eight hours later, start this series, and have the annoyance of you know crossing the border, you know, which obviously not as b- bad as it was during the uh, throes of the pandemic, but still, you know, a little bit of a ordeal that still is, uh, and now having to play here on a Tuesday night against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in Game One, so. I do think this is a Toronto series to win, uh, but I again, I want to caution Leaf fans who seem to think this series is over before it started. It's amazing how many people think we didn't get Boston. We're going to roll through this series now. Florida's going to be a, a tough out for Toronto. This is another 6-7 game series uh, bet I made here. Uh, the series to go 6, the series to go 7, uh, and if one of them hits, I'm a winner. Uh, again, a plus price with both. I think it's a long tough series i I like toronto to win it but i think it's a long tough series just like tampa bay was and tampa bay you know still carried the play for a lot of that series against the Leafs. and tampa bay's got the kind of size the kind of you know big bodies that you know can florida has the same in fact i'll give credit people shit on this guy all the time and laugh and say you know what what a silly guy he is sometimes especially all the years when he was on nbc but i heard a pierre mcguire segment yesterday uh, when he was on Montreal radio and Jimmy Murphy, our guy was on that same show with Mitch Melnick and Pierre McGuire made a great point. Actually, Florida's a big team, especially down the middle, the size they have with their centermen. And I think it w- wore down an older Boston team a little bit down the middle uh, in that series as well, especially when you factor in Bergeron and Krejci, their top two centers are in their late 30s and weren't even 100 percent health wise. You know, and that's another point Pierre made, a bigger factor as to why Boston lost. You know, this the older centers down the middle, all in their 30s, every single one of the Boston t- four centers were in their 30s, and two of them were not less than 100%, you know, Bergeron and Krejci. So that really was a negative for the Bruins, and Florida leaned on them. And Florida's got that potential to do that here uh, in this series. But here's the issue. They can run around in their own zone. Their penalty kill is still not good okay toronto's power play i think in the first round against tampa bay it came through when it had to when you look at that series and i think if this becomes a special teams battle it's advantage toronto Uh, there is no question about that in this series i think that'll make a difference here uh, in the end um i i'm gonna have a little bet on toronto minus one uh, here in game one at, at a plus price at pinnacle with that instead of the uh obviously the money line price, you could go regulation too. But like I say, in the playoffs with overtime always being a potential, you know, I like having the security of the minus one or at least sprinkle it between the minus one and the regulation bet on the Leafs. But what I really like here is I like over first period, over full game. Uh, I think it's going to be that kind of start uh, here between these two teams where, you know, you got Florida off the Boston series. You've got Toronto off that Tampa series. And Remember, every Toronto-Tampa series game went over the total until we got to the elimination games. You know, I think you're going to see a similar pattern here. I think there's a lot of uh, transition opportunities and transition abilities that both teams have that can be they can exploit. It's another battle of Russian net minders, just like it was in the Toronto Tampa Bay series, Bobrovsky and uh, Samsonov. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm not so convinced Bobrovsky, you know, is going to be able to get. Uh, play at a high level consistently. I think they won that Boston series in spite of him having a few wobbles here and there. They scored a bunch of goals for him. They took advantage of a Boston team that totally underachieved defensively and with their own goaltending. So I think it's going to be a a potential for quite a few goals. And if you look at Florida versus Toronto uh, during the uh, regular season, particularly the Bobrovsky starts, you did see some overs. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with here. My favorite bet for sure is the two totals here. First period over, full game, a one-and-a-half, full game over six-and-a-half here with the uh, Panthers and Leafs. Alex, what do you think here Florida-Toronto?
0: From a serious perspective, I wouldn't bet Monopoly money on, on either of these teams to win. I mean, you, you can't trust them. Uh, they are untrustworthy and if, if this was, a, if somebody was talking about this on Twitter and I was like, well, that's a great point, if this was reseeded in previous years, I'd probably have two of the biggest bets uh, of the postseason, if not the whole year, uh, fading Toronto and Florida against uh, you know Carolina and New Jersey, but like I said, the way it works out, they play each other. And like I said, these are a combination of two bad spots. Uh, so I like the draw here at plus 350. Five of the last six meetings between these two teams, including three or four this regular season, uh, have gone to OT. And uh, Like I said, I think we do see goals, but I think we can wait and grab them uh, live on the back cast. I think we can grab that one and a half. Actually, at don't want at a decent price and, and six and a half down to five and a half. I think we'll see a little bit of a timid pace in the first few minutes and then things will start to open up more. And then we'll see the transition game uh, kind of approach. Definitely would like the second period over. As well, it's probably something maybe I'll put in pocket, but definitely we'll have uh, when we're on the backcast cast. Tonight. It's a great backcast cast game. But as far as series goes, I'm probably not looking at anything uh, in the series at all. This is this might be a full on pass from now. And I might try to jump in uh, in the middle of the series.
1: Great night to have this game and this series on the live BetCast, for sure, especially for Alex. He's more interested in the live uh, parts for this series. As far as the shots on goal props, there's a lot I like. Brandon Montour, Barkov started shooting the puck more uh, in terms of shots on goal in this game tonight. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is never a bad option as far as the shots on goal is concerned as well. So there's some good shots on goal props tonight. Those are the ones I'd focus. Bennett as well for the Panthers. And then for the Leafs, you know, I would look for more so Marner Tavares. Uh, those two guys in particular, you don't the four and a half with Matthews is always a little bit dicey. I think it's a better, uh, ex, more positive expectation, higher win percentage chance with guys like Marner and Tavares. Really shooting, shot attempts were high for both of those guys uh, in the last round. So not bad looks there as far as shots on goal are concerned. Again, if you're looking at Montour to get a goal or a point, why not? And don't sleep on Morgan Riley. And I'm pissed off I did not jump on his all of a sudden is resurgence or surge offensively from the blue line for Toronto, but he scored a couple of huge goals for them uh, in that Tampa series. He's shooting the puck a ton from the blue line right now. Now some of that was the product maybe of maybe Vasilevsky being a net and the word that got out that he was weaker against point shots. Uh, But Morgan Riley found some offense big time for the Leafs in that first round series. And, you know, he scored multiple goals in that series. And I think that alone is why at plus 500, for him to score a goal tonight, that's not a bad look. That's not a bad option if you're looking at a bargain bin here. Uh, Ray, what do you think here? The series and game one, Florida-Toronto.
2: Yeah, um, I'm going to lead off with this note. Do you remember Tampa when they lost to Columbus a couple years ago? and They got swept. Look what happened to Florida last year. They got swept last year. And now they've come back and they've beaten the best team. It was supposed to be the best team in the league this year. I wouldn't sleep on them. I still think Toronto's the favorite. I just, I, I just think they're too good. But um, I would. This
1: is another series. It's this
2: playoffs Sounds like a bit you're weird.
1: an Alex B clone here. No, I wouldn't bet monopoly yeah. money on these two sides. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I really like. I think Toronto's going to come out flying tonight. Their fans are juiced up. There's going to be a ton of energy in the building. Um, I like them minus a half in the first period tonight. Um, I did, Alex made a great point about playing timid, but I, I think that the, they'll just come out flying. Um, you know, they've had a couple days rest here since Saturday and, um, I think Florida's got a little bit of a series hangover from beating probably the best team. Um, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting, but I, I do, I do think that over in the, the, the first or Toronto minus a half and then the over in the game, um, I'm with you guys there. Uh, I think actually Toronto game one too.
0: Yeah, this and you is know a way, way. With,
2: Go ahead, Alex.
1: Oh,
0: I was gonna say, yeah, no, that's a great look with that first period puck line because that's kind of Toronto's calling card, especially at home, right? They will kind of play slowly, but they always try to get that goal late to capture that momentum heading back into the locker room. So that that's not a bad look, even if there is if there are goals early in that first period over catches, but I looking found for it a at Toronto plus 140
2: goal forty on Fanduel.
0: Yeah, that's a great price, but Toronto 100. goal late, even if even in a live look too, if it's a tied one one with five minutes left. A Toronto next goal before, or, or you know, next goal within that first period is not a bad look because they tend to get those goals late uh heading back into, into the dressing room, and that kind of gives them that momentum in the second period. So that's a, that's a good observation to make. Right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, and like I say, the, the props, I mean, Montour and Riley, these two defensemen have really, they have put their imprint on the playoffs offensively. I think there's great value in Montour props, goal point props, Riley goal point props for the Leafs. Uh, as well so those are good looks uh for sure and like i say the, the shots on goal props i mentioned earlier and anybody that i by the way i recommend for shots on goal i'll probably sprinkle on their them for goals assists and points as well uh definitely i think all of them worth a look here uh, as well tonight all right let's go to the second game tonight uh the other game one that is going to uh, get underway tonight it is the other uh west semifinal. In Big D, Seattle Kraken, Dallas Stars. We've got Dallas minus 180 home favorites here in Game One, five and a half the total. Uh, I am not interested in adding anything more with Dallas. You know I like the team. You know Alex likes the team, but obviously when you're looking at series price here, you're looking at right now minus almost minus 200. You know at for the uh, series price currently on the uh, Dallas Stars. Um, it's well-priced. It's almost a little too well-priced. And I like Dallas to advance in this series, but man, just like the last series, you know, Florida, Florida can beat Toronto and and make it tough on them. Uh, and I think Seattle can make it tough on Dallas in this series with the four line depth they have, um, with obviously, you know, what they got in net from Grubauer, who is absolutely outstanding against uh, Colorado. It won't be an easy series for the Dallas stars, but at the end of the day, You know, I think one thing that you want to keep an eye on here uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars is that I think for the unlike last year's playoffs, the Dallas Stars got let down by lack of crunch time, critical goal scoring, you know, and timely offense was not there for Dallas. They just couldn't get goals consistently when they needed them. But now you look at what this team has at their disposal this year, and it's why they beat Minnesota and they and their power play by the way you talk about power plays edmonton's power play dallas wasn't far behind dallas had a really good power play late in the season it carried over into the minnesota series and now it looks like there's potential at least he's a game time decision tonight that joe pavelski mr playoffs is going to make his return for the dallas stars tonight and be in the lineup for game one so now all of a sudden you've got jason robertson who got off the schneid late in that minnesota series you've got Rope hints who was terrific Tyler Sagan, equally good. Uh, Ben, the rookie sensation, Wyatt Johnston. Dodonov had, what, four goals uh, in that first-round series. Mason Marchment stepping up, given that his offensive punch started to come back in the last two games of that series, and he plays on the third line with Domi. Um, And now you get Pavelski back, who all he does is come through in the big games in the playoffs. That's a lot to have to defend, you know, if you're the Seattle Kraken going into this series. Now, if you look at Seattle's numbers, this is the critical element. We talk about how it's important for Vegas to nullify Edmonton on the power play. It's equally important to do that for Seattle against Dallas. Dallas is a top five power play this year in the NHL, and Seattle is only 21st in the penalty kill department with penalty kill percentage. However, with a caveat, and that's why when I dug through and I handicapped this series, we've got to mention the however. Seattle is 21st in penalty kill percentage, which isn't good for the season. But in the playoffs, they're second behind Carolina in penalty kill, and they shut down Colorado's power play. In the first, two for 18, Colorado with the power play uh, in that series against Seattle. So which is it? Is it the, what, what do you believe in more going into this series? Do you believe in the Seattle penalty kill? that was, you know, bottom third in the NHL much of the season. Or do you believe what you just saw in the first round against Colorado where they held the avalanche and that potent team to two for 18 with the man advantage? They better hope it's the Colorado penalty kill that shows up in this series for Seattle, because if it's the 21st ranked penalty kill that shows up for Seattle, they're not going to beat Dallas. All right. In this series, it's just not going to happen. So um, that is a critical battle in this series. How does that Kraken penalty kill bear against Dallas's power play. And especially when you factor in, they were awesome against Colorado. Was that a blip? Was that Colorado not getting the job done with the power play? Or, and is Dallas going to be different and they'll light it up? Or is that Seattle penalty kill that was so good in the first round sustainable? And it's something they'll be able to duplicate here uh, in the second round. So I do like Dallas to win the series, but again, I'm not comfortable laying the price and I've already got Dallas to win the West and the uh, Cup futures. So I'm not going to add on more. And plus, I think Alex and I still have a Jake Ottinger Con Smythe ticket that we still believe is very much live uh, going into this series and beyond. So I like Dallas in the series, but I'm not touching anything here other than this is one where I was tempted a little bit by six and seven games. Smaller sprinkle, though, because I'm not as convinced this is a six, seven gamer. But then again, we just saw Seattle do it in seven against the defending champs, and they're a feisty group. They don't back down. They don't give an inch. And uh, like I say, I don't think Dallas is just going to roll through them, even though I like them in the series. What do you think here, Alex? West semifinal tonight and game one for that matter. Speaking of game one, yeah. I like the over a little bit here in game one. And just because of the fact you're getting plus money now, I, I get it why it's five and a half shaded to the under. I, I know Seattle defended extremely well against Colorado. And I know Dallas is capable defensively and with Jake Ottinger and net. But you look at series history, it was nothing but high scoring affairs. Dallas, Seattle, head to head. Uh, During the regular season, lots of goals. So, and and coming off a, you know, Seattle off a tough seven game series against Colorado. Dallas coming off the Minnesota series. They've been off for a few days, maybe a little rusty at the back end in this game tonight. So, I like uh, over five and a half here at plus money here in game one specifically. Alex, uh, take it away. Seattle,
0: Dallas. All right. Yes, I'll start first with game one. I like the first period over. I grabbed one and a half uh, at even money. Uh, we've been seeing Seattle all seven games scoring early, getting the goal in the first 10 minutes. Dallas plays much faster at home. We saw them cash a couple of first period over tickets in the first round. I definitely think we will see some goals both ways early in that contest, and that's a, a great number for it. As far as the series goes, uh, like I said I'm Dallas heavy. And like I said, I have Dallas to win the West, I have Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger to win uh, the Conn Smythe, but I'm going with Dallas on the series spread minus one and a half games i got plus 120 yesterday it's now down to even money i still would recommend that but maybe play it a little bit smaller and then i took two small shots on dallas to sweep uh at plus 700 and dallas to win the series four one at plus 350. and here's the reason why we still don't know what the scheduling is looking like yet as of right now but based on what climate pledge arena schedule is there's a concert on saturday night And there's a Seattle Storm preseason game on Tuesday. Now, you'd think that would be fairly easy to move, but I'm not sure the logistics of that. Point being, there could be game three and four uh, played back-to-back spots uh, Sunday and Monday in Seattle. And this is something I've done years and I've actually cashed with the last one that comes to mind is Tampa Bay knocking out Montreal in uh, 2015, where that ended up being a game three, game four, back to back Tampa Bay completed the sweep. So that's something I always like to have in pocket whenever I see this particular scenario of a back to back sandwiched into a games three and four. Dallas only needs to, you know, play well for those two games at home and then at least get out of there with one uh, in those two nights. And now, like I said, we have a, a you know plus four. Or plus three fifty, I should say, with four one series win with Dallas as well. So that's more of a strategic kind of schedule play. Uh, I, I trusted Dallas to win this in six games. I, uh, I took a shot for the series to end in six as well at plus two ten. All right, there. I like the little
1: scheduling nuance you threw in there that there could be a back to back set of games in Seattle three and four uh, in this series, depending on the way uh, the schedule go ends up being uh, playing out, and obviously availability at Climate Pledge. Uh, arena. So that could mean if Dallas gets the uh, upper hand early, you know, they might be able to go back to Seattle and potentially finish off the series quickly. But like I said, I think it'll be a battle for Dallas. I like Dallas to survive it, but I've I've got all the respect for Seattle and and, uh, I've got all the, you know, to be honest with you, with Dallas futures, maybe I should hedge a little and put a little series price on Seattle, but uh, I'm not going to do that yet. I want to see how a game one uh, begins, and this series begins tonight. Uh, Ray, what are your thoughts here? A pretty interesting series here at Kraken Stars.
2: Yeah, no, I like uh, I like Dallas like you guys, um, but uh, beware of the underdogs. This this team could be a kind of – they just knocked off a really good Colorado team who everyone thought they had a chance at back-to-back. Um, they're deep. Uh, I, what I really like is I got Grubauer uh, over 27.5 saves tonight. Uh, for game one, I think, but uh, I'm with you. I like I'm also because- with you guys. You know, I, I had to mention the underdog thing, but I, I'm with you guys. I think Dallas is, especially if Joe Papp comes back, I would think if he's questionable, he's going to play, especially with a concussion. Um, that means he's gone full bore. He's had his contact day. Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't see why they would pull him out after warmups, if, especially if he takes warmups with a concussion. Uh, so he's been clear. Yeah. It could just be a symptom thing if he can play with symptoms, um, but uh, yeah, just I, I think Dallas. I like Dallas in this series, Alex. That's a great point. Uh, Dallas, the minus one and a half. Um, be interesting to see see what happens with the scheduling thing as well. Um, you, you know, sometimes if you if you can get momentum in a back to back on a, on a, say on a, the first night and the second night is maybe even a little bit easier after you win that the fourth period, the first period of the second night, sometimes you can get that sweep pretty easy. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. And uh, I, I like, I like Dallas here. So.
1: All right. liking Dallas here is uh Ray in this series. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. Now that Pavelski might play again, I'm not going to bet it, but I did like him to be the leading goal and point scorer in the first round against Minnesota, and then he gets hurt. And he still might have because he got off to a great start in that series. But I'd be tempted by that again. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, All right, we're going to wrap up this show because we've got a bet cast tonight. And, of course, uh, Ray will let him get back to the uh, beach and the sunshine of Florida in just a moment. Hit the like button. Uh, We appreciate it very much. We'll be back to wrap up the show with best bets from me, Alex, and Ray uh, in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair. Uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit. And the Weed Whacker can help you do that both of these products waterproof and a 4000k led spotlight for a more precise shave and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. all right it is time for best bets to wrap it up for the sh- for this tuesday edition but we're back in a few hours of course with the betcast alex we'll start with you what do you like for best bet
0: yeah let's go with that dallas star seattle Kraken first period over one and a half uh at even money i like it all the way up to minus a dollar 10 you're definitely going to see some goals both ways going to be good intensity good pace uh you know seattle like said you know for The way that they were able to shut down colorado's uh power play that you gotta take in mind that the abs were completely banged up and most of their key guys that were out were key contributors on the power play i think they're gonna have a much tougher time in this series with dallas uh on that man advantage so let's go stars cracking first period over one and a half and even money is my best bet
1: all right there you go stars cracking over one and a half first period best bet for alex b smith i'm telling you right now early in the series for both vegas and seattle critical they get some penalty kills they kill off some power plays because if it starts to look early in that series that dallas's power plays rolling edmonton's power play is rolling it's going to be maybe an uphill battle uh, for both of those teams in those series ray mr florida mr sunshine uh, he's our ray of sunshine mr classy for that sportsmanship award he's a bit of everything for us here on the ice guys it was good to have him with us uh ray what do you like for your best bet here tonight
2: yeah thanks for having me Uh um I like Toronto minus a half at plus 140. I got that on FanDuel. Um, see if that checks out. But I, that's that's where I'm at. I, you know, I talked about earlier why I think that's going to happen. And I think that Toronto is going to come out fine. Um, Florida is a little bit hungover from that series win, I think. And, uh, you know, they got that that underdog mentality that they should never beat Boston. And they're still riding that a little bit. And I, I'm looking at Toronto to... to you know go up early in the first so
1: all right there it is right there toronto minus a half uh, in the uh, first period There at a nice plus price as well if you shop around actually you'll get uh, my plus 140 plus 145 with that uh, leafs puck line uh, in the first period so there you go ray bryce with his uh, best bet uh, my best bet for this uh, card i'm going to roll with the over six and a half panthers leafs um, over six and a half minus 120. every leaf game in the t- tampa series Went over until it got to the elimination uh games in that series. I think you're going to see more of the same here. So, uh, Florida, Toronto, over six and a half, minus 120 for my best bet. uh No, Ray will not be joining us for the betcast. He's in Florida, man. He's going to be, enjoy- he's been partying tonight uh, on a Tuesday night. Uh, where <laughs> yeah, we'll right see. Now. We'll so, see uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he might be joining us for another one down the road. Like, we're going to have a bunch more of these, of course, between now and the uh, Stanley Cup final. So, uh, he'll probably be on with us for one of those down the road uh no doubt uh ray it was all great to have you with us and uh yeah. like i say hope you enjoy florida and then you've got apparently a bachelor party coming up this weekend as well back yeah in
2: nashville paper. one of my buddies oh. up, uh, at school so should be a bachelor. fun little weekend <laughs> that sounds a like quiet, a great time a, bachelor party in Nashville. Week- a quiet weekend <laughs> as i like to call those <laughs> yeah <a quiet laughs> yeah
1: Bullshit. Yeah. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Be ready for the 4 a.m. text again. Uh, yeah. In, you know, in a drunken uh, stupor of some kind, because uh, I know it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, my friend. Good stuff, Ray. Yeah. Uh, stay uh, stay safe down there uh, as yeah. well. Will do. For the rest of your time on your trip. Great stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, our special guest, Ray Bryce, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Ice Guys live betcast right here, presented by National Hockey Now.